John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse number 16 is all we'll be dealing with today. And you should know this by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. This is part two of the series entitled, Do You Even Know Who You Are? I told you last week that we cannot know why we are until we know who we are. We can't even understand what we are until we understand why we are, and we can't understand why we are until we understand who we are. We are. I use the analogy of the killer whale, and I want to continue with a couple of those things just to make some points to us today that I think will make this thing a little clearer for us. Amen. The word life, just kind of recapping what we talked about last week, the word life in this text is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E. And it means the very essence of who God is. And so this is not, listen to me, necessarily a scripture that talks about salvation. But what it talks about is a change of nature for the believer. When we come to Christ, give our lives to him, allow him to come into our hearts, allow him to be Lord over our lives, he does not just change your behavior. He changes your nature. Your nature is what makes you who you are. Your nature controls your characteristics. It controls your behaviors. And if you find somebody who says that they are saved, but have not put off their old ways, they didn't get what they thought they got because they didn't get his nature. My nature will allow me to be mad at you. Human nature will allow me to cut you off. Human nature will allow me to mistreat you, allow me to hate you, allow me to hate on you. Human nature will allow me to not forgive and allow me to do and treat you any kind of way and not feel any conviction, not feel any kind of way about it because that's my nature. But when I take on his nature, then the Bible says that God is love. And love is not just his name. Love is who he is. And so if I say that I love God and I say that I have been uh, changed, then I take on his nature and it's impossible for me not to love. It's impossible for me not to forgive because forgiveness is not a choice. Forgiveness is who I am. Somebody say nature. nature. Just like the characteristic of a dog is to bark, a cat to meow, a pig to oint, a cow to moo, it's the same with every characteristic that belongs to God. You cannot say that you have him, possess him, and then not have his nature. But 
That's exactly what happens to most people. Is that they say they get saved, but they never get his nature. Not just a change in behavior. He don't just change your walk. He don't just change your talk. He don't just put clapping in your hands and running in your feet. He changes your DNA. By him changing your DNA, anything that you were naturally born into is done away with. Put up James chapter 1 verse 18 for me in the New Living Translation. I'm going to teach this before we get into it too deep. By him giving me a new birth, he changes my DNA. The DNA from my family may be that there's cancer that runs through my bloodline. There's high blood pressure that runs in the bloodline. Doctors are even aware of the curse of the bloodline. When you go to the doctor and they give you a diagnosis, the next question that they're going to ask you, as a matter of fact, before they give you, is there anybody in your family that's sick? Does this run in your family? And we, without even thinking about it, answer yes. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, her mother, I had two uncles, had three cousins, and they all died of the same thing. You ever seen a family where everybody died young? <laughs> seen a family where it seems like the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, nieces, nephews, everybody gets cancer. You have to be smart enough to understand that don't just happen. Something is attacking the bloodline. And as long as you identify with the old bloodline, whatever came down from your forefathers is now on you. But when I become born again and God changes my nature and my DNA, now I'm born into a new family where sickness and disease is not in this bloodline. As a matter of fact, in this bloodline, all of that stuff is washed away. And so James chapter 1 tells us, watch this. He chose to give birth. Somebody say, I'm born again. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. He gave birth to us through the word of God. Born again by the word. And so all that I am, my nature then is found in the word. My conduct, my thoughts, my behavior, my beliefs should be found in the word. If I'm not in the word, then I cannot truly know who I am. For the Bible says a man who beholds himself in a glass and then walks away or a mirror and then looks at him, uh, walks away and forgets what man he, a man he is, is the same man that hears the word and don't do it. Yeah. I find my identity in the word. Amen. And so we looked at 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. We didn't even get to the chosen generation part. We didn't get to the royal priesthood, we didn't get to the peculiar people, we didn't even get to the praise because I wanted to highlight the fact that he's called us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. He's called us out 
of darkness and into the marvelous light. And then I told you in 1 John chapter 5 that he says, I have a message. And the message is this, that God is light and in him is no darkness. He said this to us, a man who says that he has fellowship with God but remains in darkness is a lie. Because to walk with him and he is light and there is no darkness, I must take on his nature. He even took us back to the song and said to us, I've ordered your steps. I'll walk with you. Not leave you to walk by yourself. And so we must have fellowship with him. Watch this. What I hope that you get from this, just like the whale has been taught to swim in a swimming pool when it was designed to swim in the ocean is the same way that they have stripped us of everything that God desires for us to be. They have minimized the impact that God intended for his church to have and reduced us to performing tricks and putting on shows. The church is supposed to be a place, a people, rather, the ecclesia, the called out, a people whom signs and wonders follow. Yes. Is that my time or yours? Oh, you got me on a timer too? Oh, nice. <laughs> let, me see, let me check mine in. I got seven minutes on my clock. So what happens is they understand how big and powerful the whale is. Watch me on this. When man captures the killer whale, he knows how powerful the whale is. But he's banking on the fact that he can teach the whale that it's not that big, it's not that great, and it's not that powerful. The enemy, when he captures us, is breaking on the fact that we don't know that we have authority. That we don't know that we have dominion. He's breaking on the fact that we will allow him to take us from having liberty to being bound. He'll allow us to even have church. As long as ain't nobody getting saved, as long as nobody's getting delivered, as long as nobody's getting set free, as long as we're not lifting up the name of Jesus, because when we start lifting up Jesus, men start being drawn to him. And so he will let us gather together, sing songs and somebody talk, and think that that's church when nobody's being changed. No different than man taking the killer whale and telling it that I want you to jump through hoops when I blow a whistle. I want you to turn flips and I'll throw you prizes. It's no different than people performing so people will pay more money in church. It's no different 
from people putting on shows so that more people will come. People now come to church to be more entertained. Yeah, and it's been that way for a long time. They want to be entertained versus them coming to be a part of the worship. Instead of joining in with the choir, we sit like it's a movie. Last time I checked, you had to participate. So the enemy understands the nature of man is no longer what it used to be, that God has changed his nature. But the enemy is so slick, he's so smooth that he's dependent on the fact that we don't really know who we are. And because we don't really know who we are, he can sell us a swimming pool. And we become comfortable swimming in close confines and not believing God for anything great but selling into where we live, what we have, what we drive, and thinking that we got it good when God says, I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. But we just believe him for swimming pool blessings. A lot of times, it ain't eat much. The big swimming pool. It's a little kiddie pool that you know you're too big for. How would you feel if you saw my big old self in a kiddie pool? Now, Pastor, no, he's too big. That's for little kids. That's for the little bitty babies. But yet, many of us have been in Christ for a long time, but have not believed outside of the kiddie pool. You think God can only bless you according to the degrees you have? You think he can only bless you according to uh, uh, the salary that you bring home? You're limiting him by swimming in the swimming pool. When he says, what I got for you ain't coming out your account. As a matter of fact, for what God got for you, you don't even need a checkbook. Y'all just missed a shot right there. Because there was a song a while back that said, I'd rather have favor than silver and gold. Favor will take you further than money can. When you have his nature, God will cause people to see himself in you. And because people can see God in you, they'll bless you when the bank says no. so much time worried about finance, I want us to start worrying about favor. Yeah. Favor will do when you ain't when you broke. Yeah, I remember times, and we're just talking about simple favor. I'm talking about simple stuff. This right here is kind of swimming pool stuff to me. I was down here one night and I forgot my wallet. No gas in the car. Probably no gas, not a dime in my pocket. God, I forgot my wallet. I don't want to call nobody. I pull up to the gas station, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Car pulls in behind me, parks, and somebody walks over to me and says, the Lord told me to give you this. 
pray for my gang. Y'all waiting on the video? And if you want to do something as small as that. But what I had to do was not sit here and complain. I pulled up to the gas station like somebody about to pay for this gas. And favor made somebody. God was already working it out. While I'm worried about how I'm going to pay for the gas, he was already sending somebody. That's just swimming pool kind of stuff. That's just... Thank God for the obedience though. You better say that. And people love the Lord enough to be obedient because it didn't just take me being obedient. Stand up. But it took her being obedient. Y'all just missed it. I ain't had to ask her that. Yeah, about two years, about three years ago, just pulled up and Cam ran over there and said, Pastor, my mama say, here you go. And I said, now how does she know? I'm standing at the gas pump. Got the pump out and in the tank. It ain't got a dime in my pocket. But Favor, don't know where she was coming from, but made her drive up and say, God told me to sit. Now we get it after a while. So, just like the well, the church is so powerful, too powerful, to be contained by religious philosophies and man-made doctrine. Put up Colossians chapter 8, verse 2 in the New Living. I want you to see this because the. I got to show you this. Go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, the New Living Translation. Because what in order for them to change the nature of the killer whale, they have to catch it first. Don't let anyone. Don't let anybody capture you. You're too big to swim in swimming pools. Don't let nobody by telling you what God won't do and telling you what God can't do coming to you with that empty philosophies and that high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from in God. Talk you out of standing on faith. Don't you let somebody who ain't never swim in the ocean talk you out of believing God. Now, while most of us are thinking that it's the devil, put up Brother Mark the King James Version of Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse 8. Beware lest any... Okay. While you're looking for the enemy, he's working through... He'll come through your family, friends, loved ones, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles. He'll come through anybody to try to get you to not believe that you can swim in the ocean. Beware. There's any man spoiling you. 
Church is supposed to be producing miracles. Signs and wonders. Church was meant to be so much more than just denominations. So much more than just bishops and elders and titles. The church was supposed to be a place where Jesus could download his ideas. And the people of God could know his thoughts. He told a man one time that came to him trying to follow him. He said, birds have nests. And foxes have holes. But the son of man had not a place to lay his head. He wasn't talking about rest. He wasn't talking about laying down. He wasn't talking about being homeless. He was talking about him being the head of the church. And the church had not yet been established. But what I need you to understand, that birds don't live in their nest. They reproduce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their nest. Yeah, yeah. If you ever observe a bird's nest, they only drop their eggs yeah, on. That's right. That's right. For the birds to hatch yeah, yeah. and then go out yeah. and start doing what they do by nature. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact <laughs> that the birds. Don't have to tell the other birds what to do. Do you know how birds teach birds how to fly? They push them off the ledge. You got wings. Better figure out between where I push your foot and the ground. changed 
from the wild or savage state. Catch it. To be changed from a wild or savage state. That's what man thinks he's doing. But the second definition I found to be even more curious. Made me more curious. Watch this. It means to not be taken very seriously. Without real power or importance. Serviceable but harmless. When man takes the whale and brings it from the ocean to the swimming pool, it's still a killer whale. But it's not taken very seriously. I wouldn't. I'm with the sea world. But ain't no way I'm about to go to the ocean. <laughs> to see the killer whale. But because it's been tamed, uh-huh. I'll go catch a seat yeah. in the theater yeah. to watch it because they tamed it to be harmless. I don't think that none of us would pay money to go and get dropped off in the ocean. <laughs> To see if that same killer whale you saw at SeaWorld is going to jump because they're blowing whistles. You know what? It hadn't been tamed. So we feel safe because when we see it in the, in, in the theater, it's without real power. It's serviceable. This is what God means. But homeless. How many churches have been tamed to where they are serviceable? We can have service, but the devil ain't worried about that because we are Let them have their needs. They don't even get along. They don't have hard to speak to each other. Don't have hard to love. jumping through hoops and blowing whistles stuck to a program just singing songs, just preaching a sermon, just raising time, just trying to build new buildings, but they ain't doing no real thing
bring snacks anyway.
to forget what we are. By reminding us that we were born into the dolphin family. Psalm 51 and 5, New Living Translation, put that up for me. Three minutes. I'm going to put you up here. I ain't forgotten. I'm going to tell you my time to say my nation. Lord, have mercy. Glory. Psalm 51 and 5. See, my daddy may not come when you want him. Psalm 51, verse 5, New Living Translation. David says something here that I found to be very interesting. <laughs> Psalm, Psalm 51. Lay hands on it. In the name of Jesus, I'm free. Watch this. You got it in your Bible? Everybody there? Psalm 51. Verse 5, watch what it says. In the New Living, it says this. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. Not gave birth. From the moment of conception. David says, I've been a sinner. And so what the enemy does is try to remind us continually that you ain't nothing but a sinner. So much so that we've started saying stuff like I'm a sinner saved by grace. How can you be both a sinner and saved by grace? You can't be two things. I could be messing. Don't eat. be a sinner. And saved. By grace. So he reminds us, he, he, he tries to keep us in that family. When we've been born again, as James chapter 1 verse 18 says, God has given birth to us by giving us his word. I've been born again. Let me finish this. What has to happen? Three things. Because we're either one of two things. All killer whales were either captured or they were born They were either brought from their natural habitat and brought to the swimming pool, which is them being captured, or they were given birth to in captivity and they've never known what it was like to be free. One of three things has to happen to us. Number one, we either have to remember When I say remember, it has to come back to your mind. 
Because after being in captivity for so long and looking at the confines, those small walls and doing tricks, I pray for the day that you remember who you are. The second thing that has to happen is to recognize. The word recognize, watch this, to identify from knowledge or appearance or characteristics. I hope and pray that something in you or you take a look at yourself one day and you recognize who you really are. Maybe one day Shamu will swim past a mirror and see itself and see the small man that's riding on his back. Do you know that the Bible says that the people who are being deceived are going to be in the pit and they're going to look at the side of the pit and see him who deceived the nations and say, is that him? That's him. That's it. The one that caused everybody to fear. We thought he was so much. That's him. What would happen if the whale ever discovered that this thing that's riding me is only a fraction of my side? If I decided to flex, ain't nothing. He had my mercy. What if the church? Demons. All right. 
We have the ability to speak to nature. That's four things that Jesus exercised control over. Remember he spoke to the wind and the water behaved? Notice he spoke to the unseen thing and the unseen thing controlled the same thing. He controlled nature. He raised people from the dead. He had control over death. He raised or he healed all manner of sickness and disease. And you have the same thing in you. You see what happened when they tried to make him confined to a swimming pool. I was watching, and I'm done on this, I'm done. Altar's open. I was watching Black Panther. And I remember the first time I saw it. And at the end of the movie, the guy says something so profound. The guy who played the villain in the movie, his name in the movie was Killmonger. Y'all remember him? And as he was out looking over the sunset, said to him, you know, it's not too late. We can save you. He looked over at him and he said, for what? He said, nah. He said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who thought it was better to die than to live in bondage. jumped off the ships rather than live in bondage. But yet every day people choose choose bondage. Choose to be tamed. When they tried to tame Jesus stop him from saying some of the stuff he was saying. You know they didn't crucify him for the miracles. Even though he healed on the Sabbath, in their minds, he broke all the religious laws, all the laws of the church. They even tried to get him because his disciples ate without washing their hands. He told them, he said, listen, it ain't what goes in that defiles a man, it's what comes out. They tried to trap him all the time with with their religious rules. They brought to him a woman who was caught in adultery.
So the enemy offered him an opportunity. He said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Just bow down and worship me. He chose the cross. He chose the cross. Because through the cross, not only he became free, but so did each and every one of us. And it's because of him that the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should receive his everlasting nature. He's changed us. That's why the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Not just behavior, but he's changed my DNA. He's changed your DNA. Do you even know who you are? Amen. Thank you, ministers. Thank you, ushers.